Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Glenn Thinkers the podcast episode. I think it's episode 163. I ain't real sure. I don't know. I don't be keeping up with it like I should be keeping up with it. It's like, Glenn, you just, you, it all it would have took. I mean, minimal preparation. Minimal preparation is all that would have took. It's like, well, I'm not even like willing to do that. Um, you could have checked before you hit record, Glenn. You could have moved your fingers a little. I don't even try and I, I'm not even trying to move my fingers a little bit in preparation of this because that just that's a lot to ask, you know. Plus, my my hands kind of hurt, man. Like, one my left thumb feels weird. It feels real achy, and uh. And I think that I think that I'm old. My body's like, man, you're getting old. And then like the rest of me is like, you ain't even old, man. There's some parts of you that gets old, and then there's some parts of you that don't. I think there's some parts of me that don't mature. You know, my sense of humor hasn't really matured. You know, all that you learn how to do is kind of keep it under wraps. That's what being a grown up is, man. It's kind of keeping stuff under wraps, like. Don't let them know, you know. Don't let them know you think that's funny. You know, when someone has a little toot or something, you're like, don't let them know, you know. Be an adult. And then they think that you are, but really, you're not. You're just like a... You're just like a 40-year-old with achy thumbs that's laughing at a toot in, in your mind. You know what I'm saying? But, uh... Anyways, I was thinking about uh, this week. I bet proctologists don't get a lot of good Google reviews. You know? Probably they don't. And I did, like, I went down a rabbit hole one day. I was kind of feeling a little bit of shame. I didn't want to admit it to you. But it really ain't. I mean, I was just curious. I started looking at proctologist reviews. Not because I'm thinking about going to the proctologist. It just hit me one day. I was like, if someone gets on a proctologist... Um, like goes out of their way to like give them a good review on Yelp or whatever, you know, then them people probably enjoyed what happened at the proctologist, you know, that's, but I mean, that's cool. If that's what you into, if you're, if you would like a man to put his fingers into your buttocks, then, you know, by, I mean, that's who am I to judge you? You know, everybody has their weird little thing, you know? If you're going to a medical doctor, though, I think that that's kind of a weird place to go, you know. But who am I to judge, man? But I was, I was like, man, I wonder if people just get out there. And it's like Doctor Smith was outstanding in his <laughs> in his examination of my rectal region. But I mean, I did do. I did find this one man. I found this one proctologist. And they said that uh, that anytime you go in, it was like everybody kept saying it. He was like, yes, you need a, what do they call it? What kind of exam are they famous for? Uh, 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 what's it called? A sphincter? No, it don't got nothing to do with the sphincter. Um What is it called? When, a prostate exam. Like... Uh, ain't that what it does when they do their thing? Um, ain't that what it does when they do their thing? That made no sense. But, uh, 
it was like everybody that went in there was like, no matter what you go in there for, they just want to, they just want to check your prostate. And that right there is a proctologist that, that gives himself a good review. But what else? I bet Andre the Giant probably, he would be a bad proctologist. He would be a proctologist. Andre the Giant would have been a proctologist that, um, that would, like, his practice would shut down. He would go out of business. That's actually, that's why he became a wrestler. Because he was, like, um, he was a proctologist before. And people would come there and be like, oh, heck no. And he was like, hold on, I'll check up all state. And then, like, everyone was like, that ain't happening. And then he just, he couldn't, he couldn't keep being a doctor. So that's how he got into wrestling. True story. True story. I didn't just make that up. But anyway, what else is going on? Um, the new season of You dropped. I started that on Netflix, the new season of You. That guy just kind of creeps me out. Joe, he's kind of a creepy guy, but I don't know. I'm a Dexter if you're going to be killing people and stalking people and stuff, like Dexter did without being creepy, you know? I don't think Dexter was creepy. Maybe everybody's like, Dexter's creepy. But Dexter was kind of cool, man. Joe's just kind of like, I don't know. He, he, I don't know. I don't know about that guy. I don't even know about that guy. And that's all I got to say about it. I really don't even got nothing else to say. But, uh... What else can I talk to you guys about? What else been going on? Um, oh, I, I had a run-in yesterday with an angry subway lady. So this is what had happened, okay? So I've been on working all night lately, and uh, and I got off work, and I wanted a really fast something to eat, like really fast. Um, and so I was like, well, I'd like to have a sub, but no good sub shops are near me. So, you know, in a pinch, I might eat Subway like once a year. I really don't like it. I really don't. And I mean, if you like Subway, it's cool. It just ain't even no good. But uh, so I walked in and when I walked in, I noticed um, it was just dark. Like all the lights in the Subway were off, right? And so I went in here. I walked into the Subway and I was like... uh I walked up to the counter and the lady working at the counter um, was like, can I help you? I have a big order and I'll go ahead and help you. I was like, nah, go ahead and do, uh, do what you need to do. I, I can wait, you know, if you're making like, like she had four sandwiches in front of her. I was like, it's cool. This lady's stressed out and she shut her eyes, right? She shut her eyes and she said, no, this is a big order that will take over an hour. And she was like, so I just want to get you out the way. And she was like, okay. And she's like, that's why I turned all the lights off. And I was like, dear Lord, <laughs> I was like, this is like, you're not even having a good day, man. And this is like after I stayed up all night and I was just like, dang, this, she was one of them people that's real uh, high strung, right? So she was like, she was at 100 miles an hour out the gate, Jack. And uh, all I wanted was a little sandwich before I went sleepy time. And I was like, all right. And then she was making it and just complaining about people not coming to work and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I kind of felt bad. I did feel bad about the little subway lady. 
you know, I even told her, I even told her that I hope that she finds some good help, you know, but it was just funny, man. It was funny because it was just super aggressive. And it's like, do you like customer service when you feel like an inconvenience? That's kind of a pet peeve to me because it's like you work here. Your whole job revolves around doing for me. You know, I'm paying you for a service. It's like, don't don't be nasty to me. You know, act at least pretend. You know, some people pretend, you know, the insincere customer service. There's sincere customer service, you know, in the service industry. And then there's insincere, um, there's like insincere people in customer service where they're just faking it. And you can tell that they're faking it, but I, that doesn't really bother me. That doesn't really bother me because whether you're sincere or whether you're faking it, like I'm getting the same, you know smile and thank you and please come again and all that stuff you know and you're like glenn that's you're expecting a lot from you know subway it's kind of like the people that complain about walmart it's kind of like well you you are at walmart <laughs> you know i just say walmart at walmart i went in there tried to find me a garth brooks set and it's like well dude and nobody would help me and it was like well you're in walmart <laughs> it's Walmart, dude. But uh, but anyway, I did feel bad. I told her I hope that she found some uh, some good help. I had a run in. Let me tell you about this other run in I had. I had a run in with a bum, right? So what happened was I was headed out of town this past weekend, and I was going through a city called Gastonia, North Carolina. If you're from around here, which Probably some of you are and a lot of you ain't. Gastonia, North Carolina is known for um, having a lot of drugs in it. Like it's just, there's a whole bad, there's like this, there's the old part of Gastonia. Gastonia, they call it the gas house is what they call it. Just in case you ever in my neck of the woods and, you know, need to use some slang to make people think that you're from around here. But uh, I don't know why you wouldn't want to make people think that. But it's just something that some knowledge that you can have because I'm running out of things to tell you. And uh, so I was up in the gas house, right? I was passing through. And there's like the old part of Gastonia. And it's weird because if you go down like the main drag, you go down the main drag of Gastonia. It's called Franklin Boulevard. So if you go, you start at one end, like the south side of Gastonia, it's all run down and old. The farther you, you know, keep going towards the the north side of Franklin, it's like stuff gets newer, progressively newer and newer the farther down you drive, right? It's wild, man. It was kind of like, well, this is old. Well, do you want to repair it? Nah, we'll just keep building that away. And that's kind of what happened. You know, you start at one end and there's like, you know, the old downtown kind of um, stuff's bricked up, like windows are bricked up. You know, there's like little um, maybe cash advance places, tattoo parlors, things of that nature. You know, old Sears building, stuff like that. And then like you drive seven, eight minutes up Franklin. It's like you can get you a nothing but cake. You know, you can, there's all the shopping and, uh, 
You can get a chicken sandwich from multiple sources um, up at the north side. So I had to pass through um, the bad side of Gastonia. And there's like a there's like a big, nice gas station on the left-hand side of the road. But I was like, you know, the gas station on the right side was like more convenient for me to stop at. So I was like, I'll just stop at the little, you know, the little crack store here and get me some gas. And so I stopped and I pulled in. And when I was pulling in, I saw this dude and this lady walking, right? They were walking, you know, they were like homeless people. You could tell they're homeless people and you're like, okay, you know, that's normal. That's a normal thing to see in Gastonia. And uh, so I pull up to the pump. Well, here comes dude walking toward me, the guy, right? He comes walking toward me and he's like, excuse me, I'm so-and-so the poet. He said, I forgot his name. What even was that guy's name? Um, we'll just say his name was Rocky the Poet, okay, for the sake of the story. I don't think his name was Rocky. It'd be pretty cool if it was. Uh, Rocky ain't too bad of a name, you know? If people were like, yo, Rock, I'd be like, what's up? And then that would be the only cool thing about having that name, I guess. But, uh... But so he comes right walking toward me. He tells me he's Rocky the Poet. He said, I'll let you put in your card info and then I have a little entertainment for you. And uh, and I was like, all right. And then this dude, I swear, you know, if like if you're at Chuck E. Cheese, they have that, um, they have like that robotic band, the band of all the animals that are robots that play the songs. And then when the song is over, they're just like, and they just like their heads kind of fall and their hands, like everything just kind of falls and goes limp or, you know, just stops. Like he did that. He just like, he put, he, he, he held his wrist with his other hand and then he, he just looked straight down was like, like it was like a machine. It was like a crackhead machine, man. It was like a bum machine that just went to sleep. While I was insert like inputting my pen to my card, I was like, "This is wild, man." Um, but I like when weird stuff happens, out of the ordinary, unpredictable. So I was like, "I'm gonna see what Rocky the poet got for me, right?" And so he was like, "All right, this first one I got for you." When my gas started pumping, he said, "This first one I got for you." He said, "It's called hard work, right?" And he started doing this poem that was like more like a rap about hard work. And I mean, it was not bad. It was not bad. Coming from, you know, Edgar Allan Poe over here, um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't badly written. I mean, the stuff rhymed. But what I was sitting there thinking while he was doing it, I was like, this dude is a bum, but he's doing a poem about hard work. How great is this? He was like, it was like the importance of it, how good you feel, how important it is. And I was like, this is someone who's like, want money from me, but he's doing like panhandling, but he's doing like a thing about hard work, you know, but then he wants, you know, some money. And I was like, that's great. That's like, that's like, uh, that's like a prostitute telling you like, how to save yourself for marriage or, you know, that's like a, 
I don't know. It just didn't make, I was like, this don't make sense. It's like politicians talking about being honest. You know what I mean? It's just like, come on. Come on, man. Hard work, really. Um, like a blind guy being like a driving teacher. You know what I mean? It's just like one of them things where you're like, it made it more amusing to me that he did that. And then after that one, I was like, dude, that's pretty good. And he was like, all right, I got another one. He said, it's called Thug, right? And uh, I mean, at the end of his hard work, when he, he like thanked the Lord and everything. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool. That's what's up, bum. And uh, and then he said that he had another one, and it was called Thug. And he, he was like, he's like, I can tell by looking at you, you got some thug in you. And I said, what? <laughs> I was like, what? It's like the farthest thing from what I am. And he was like, no, 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 not like that. I don't know what he's talking about. But I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And he's like, I got some of me too. And I'm like, all right. And then he, so he did this thing about being a thug and all this. And, uh, and I was like, I what thug life, you know? And, uh, then I was like, well, I have three dollars, man. I'll give you three dollars. That's all the cash that I had on me. I was like, you can have it, dude. And, uh, and then he went, I went into the store and came back out and he was hitting up everybody that stopped there. And I was like, you know, that's really for all the homeless people that ever asked me for money, I don't think none of them ever done nothing. You know, they never done nothing. They have never put on, he put on a little show for me. You know, he put on a little, you know, like a little play for me, like a concert, if you will, for me. And see, that's not me exploiting the bum. That's me saying I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, what I got for my $3. Now, will I give somebody some money if I have some money? Will I give some people some money and get nothing in return? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll do that. I've I've done that. But it makes it like, it makes it like I'm the consumer. I'm the consumer in that situation. And that, that guy had good customer service. That bomb had better customer service than the lady that worked at Subway. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not really sorry. That is a lie. But he put on a little show for me. And I'm happy. He's happy. Everybody happy. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that you should exploit homeless people. But wouldn't it be nice to get something for your money? And I'm telling you what, man. I'm telling you what. I would spend so much money on bums if they did little bum entertainment because you would want to see what they like what's your deal you know what are you gonna do like are you, what, what, what are you gonna do like are you gonna do a little dance dude i would spend like 87 dollars a week on bum dancing if that was a thing you know what i mean i would be like i gotta see how how that guy dances i gotta see that guy dances or like just whatever you know, I know in bigger cities like New York, they got to get competitive. They'll play the drums on buckets and stuff like that. They're not in Gastonia, man. Not even in Gastonia. Not around here. There are spots around here where they'll just uh, just stand there with signs and be like, just give us your cash, you know, hard up. 
and there I'm not making fun of that. That sucks, man, that people have to live like that and go through that. But, I, man, tell me. Tell me that you wouldn't be a little quicker. I mean, you would do a little more than lock your doors when you pull up to a bum if you knew that you slip him a couple um, George Washingtons, he's going to do a little dance for you. Ain't no telling. Or something. Like he was going to throw some trash at the people at the people behind you. You know, in their car. Like, wouldn't that be something if you, like, pulled up and was like, here you go, man, God bless. And then they're like, okay, well, I got to throw trash at the next car. I guess they couldn't do that. I guess they would go to jail. So that would not, I don't want to know, but I don't want them to go to jail unless they want to go to jail, unless that's where they want to be, you know. But when you spend way more money on bums, you spend so much money that your wife would be mad. She'd be like, all you do is spend money on bums. The kids need braces and you give all the money to bums. And you'd be like, but you should have saw one of them. There's one down yonder that knows how to river dance. Um, and they'd be like, man, they'd be competitive. They'd be trying to outdo the other. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I could be like an agent, a bum agent. I think they get more. Man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But uh, but anyway, so that happened to me. Um, What else is going on? I really been wanting to go fishing lately. I've been thinking a lot about fishing. I know it's still colder weather. Fish guys to eat in the cold. Maybe it needs to warm up a little bit. I'm ready one. I don't know. I got the little itch. I got me a little itch and I want to scratch it with a fish hook. Um, but, uh, cause there's something about, there's something about fishing that's just therapeutic. Like you're just being still and you're focusing on something real calm. You know what I mean? And calm and, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like yoga for a man, you know, or a lady. If you want to fish and you don't want to do yoga, it's kind of like man yoga. It's kind of like lake yoga. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, I've been wanting to go. I've been wanting to put a hook in the water, but, uh, maybe I'll get around to that soon. Um, what else can I talk about? Oh, garbage TV. Let me get a sip of my, I got me a Diet Pepsi Cola here. Let me get me a little, give me a little drink of it right quick. All right. I found a good garbage TV show, okay? Um, As you know, if you've listened to this podcast any length of time, you know that I'm all about some garbage TV. Um, There's a show, I think it's off Discovery, called Love Off the Grid, right? The premise of the show is that there's like a city, there's like somebody from the city and they fall in love or they're in love with um, somebody that lives pretty much off the grid, right? Yeah, hence the name of the show, Glenn. Um, Well... So I saw it and I was like, that seems pretty interesting. And, uh, and man, let me tell you what, I'm trying to pull up the couples on there. There's like four couples. 
Let's see. So there is Charlie and Jen. Jen's from Florida, like some beach in Florida. And then Charlie lives in Black Mountain, like North Carolina. Um, there's Joe and Maisha. Um, they're in, I think Joe's in Alabama. Maisha's from like Atlanta, I want to say. Um, Spence and Lindsay. Um, I'm trying to think. They're, Spence like lives, it's like Colorado. I think it's Colorado. And Lindsay lives in a van, but she's kind of a hippie city girl. And then there is Josh and Angela. Josh looks like, what's his name? The uh, water boy? Um, Jason Mimosa? Is that his name? Jason Mimosa. And uh, so... There's Jason Momosha and Angela. And this is like in Arizona, I think. Angela lives in the desert. Oh, and the thing about... Okay, I'm going to talk about all these couples. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. You need to watch the show. It's, it's entertaining. Um, Josh is like a city kid that's like in his 20s, dude. He's like in his 20s. And, um, I mean, this dude paints his nails. He's, he's like... Uh, he's kind of a meathead a little bit. But you can tell he's like a decent person. And then the lady, Angela's older. She's like, she's like in her 50s or something. And she's trying to like, I think this guy, Jason Mimosa, is like um, younger than her son. Right? Um, so she's trying to get with him. She brings him out. Like they met in L.A., um, maybe three years before the show shot and they haven't seen each other. And she was like, there was all this chemistry. And Jason Mimosa is like, she did stuff to me. Like she did and she done sex stuff to him. And, uh, and so like he goes out there and it's like a nightmare dude to him. Like you could tell he was so out of his element because he's like, I'm used to three showers a day and there's like no running water out there. She has to haul water. It's just a disaster for him. Right. I'm not going to tell you how it ends up. Like if they find love or whatever, you got to watch the show. Then Spence and Lizzie. Um, the Colorado, this was a weird, man, this was a weird one because Spence is just kind of an odd guy, man. He grew up, I think he grew up on a farm, but he doesn't really strike you. If you, if I saw this dude, I would, he wouldn't strike me as somebody who lived off the grid, but he does. And, and this girl, the girl was weird, man. The girl was like, I don't know. She was kind of a bummer. And they had like a hundred thousand dogs. Like she had all these dogs she brought. If you're living off the grid, man, if you're living off the grid, ain't it a struggle enough to feed yourself? And but you have like one million dogs? Like they had something like five or six dogs. Seriously. You're gonna have all these dogs. And so you gotta worry about all them. She was just kinda I don't know, kind of a space cadet. And he was, he was weird because there was a scene where he was building them an outhouse outside because all, he didn't have, he didn't have an outhouse. 
you know. And so in the winter, it's getting kind of, it's getting kind of dicey, man. It's getting kind of weird. And uh, so he was building an outhouse, but he was making it like two, like a two seater in the outhouse. So it was like, he said we can be pooping partners or something like that. And then I was like, huh, you know, probably he wants to poop with a lady. And I was like, that's kind of an odd thing to want to do with somebody, you know, but like the, you know, I'm not, whatever, dude, whatever Spence, whatever you're into, it's just kind of a weird thing to want to do, you know, first. But then secondly, you're saying it on a television show that everybody's going to see, even your parents, you know? And so if you want to have a pooping partner, you know, maybe I do. I don't broadcast that. I don't tell everybody that I want to have a pooping partner publicly. I really don't. I don't. I mean, I really don't, honestly. But, but if I did, I would tell you that I don't. <laughs> you know. And so, uh, so Spence was weird, and uh, Lindsay was weird. Both of them's weird, man. Joe and Maisha down in Alabama, Alabama, freaking Bama. Joe wants to start a cult. Yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You'll watch it. You'll agree with me. If you don't agree with me, you're like, man, he just wants like a self-sustaining farm where everybody's polyamorous, man. Then you want to be in a call if you think that that's normal what they're doing down down Alabama. But, uh, I mean, they don't seem like super, they're going to be goat farmers they don't seem like super weird people, but at the same time, they do. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't think that they're, how can I say that, evil. I think that they're kind of just misguided. Because they even bring up, like, you know, we don't want to start a cult. Nobody else on this whole show said nothing about a cult, except... Joe and Maisha. So, if you gotta say, this isn't a cult, probably it's a cult. I ain't above, I mean, I ain't judging cults, because, like, some cults, I could see the appeal of a cult, you know? The only thing that I can't get over in a cult is, like, when, when everybody's wanting to do sex with everybody, and then just the weird stuff they believe, you know? But as far as, like, a community, I I don't know, man. If I was a little crazy and didn't know what to believe about life, I might be in a cult. It'd have to be a really chill cult, you know what I mean? It couldn't be one of these whacked-out cults. But, I mean, I don't believe in it, so I ain't gonna do it. But they're, like, they're saying they're polyamorous, Wish it would be like a three-way relationship with another woman. But Maisha wants to be the main woman. And she wants like a somebody to be submissive to her. And Joe's just like, man, I'm just down for whatever, Maisha. He kept calling her like, baby girl, baby girl. Can you hand me that nail gun, baby girl? Baby girl. I got to tell how you like that, baby girl. And I was just like, man... That ain't, I don't like the sounds of that. But, uh, so anyway, that's the couple. I ain't going to tell you which ones make it, which ones don't. I ain't even going to tell you. They might all make it. 
Um, and then Charlie and Jen, the the Black Mountain, North Carolina, and the lady from Florida. Like, this was the coolest couple, man. This was the coolest couple. It was the coolest setup. If I lived off the grid, I would want to live where this dude is. This dude's set up. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I would want his setup. I would want to be where he lives at. It's just beautiful, man. It's like a cabin in the mountains on Black Mountain. And it's just, man, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know, though. Like, I think that I would like to dip my toe in it and live a little bit off the grid. But I like my comforts. Man, I like some comforts. I ain't gonna lie, man. I like ice. I like air conditioning. You know, the like a like a cozy bed, man. When you're exhausted, a nice hot shower, cozy bed. You know, there's got to be something satisfying about that lifestyle, though. You know, and there's got to be something healthy about it. Um, about living that way. And yeah, it's good for you know the planet and everything like that but um let's face it that's not (laughs) that's not even as important to everybody as everybody acts like it is everybody's like oh my carbon footprint people just like what it is is like people like regurgitating things that they see on a device that was put together by a child in another country (laughs) you know and they just say it's like we just all go around saying stuff we heard i bet back in the day a lot i bet there was more before phones and before tv i bet there was a lot more original thought you know because you weren't regurgitating all this stuff that you heard someone else say i do it all the time i ain't even gonna lie every once in a while i'll hear a big word um, like iridescent or something, and I'll hear somebody say it, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's a good one," and I'll like, do you try to work it in somewhere? You'll be like, "It's very the thing that I saw was iridescent," you know, and then you're like, "Man, I'm smart," but you really seen <laughs> you really seen it in a meme or something. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's a good show. Uh, Love off the grid. I recommend it. I hope it gives renewed. Um, Cause it's been a while since I found a good, uh, a good garbage show like that, a good garbage reality TV show, um, like Ninety Day Fiance or Love After Lockup or Breaking Amish. There's been a bunch of them that I've talked about on here. So add love off the grid to the list. But uh, anyway, so. So I did watch that. Um, I did watch that on television. I got, I've been like kind of getting into history lately. It started out with a, a podcast I listened to by comedians about all the presidents of the United States. And I was like, that's pretty interesting. Um, I would like to, um, I would like to listen to like straight up history podcasts. So I kind of have been getting into that a little bit. And um, I started a podcast series about the Cold War and um, how all that worked. And I mean, it's pretty interesting stuff like communism versus capitalism, how we were trying to defeat communism and sell our way of life to the world. Um, 
at a weird time in history for the United States or kind of a dark time in history um, during the desegregation in the South um, or in this country and how, um, how we were trying to sell how great capitalism was to a bunch of people all over the world that were watching what we were doing um, to people of color on TV. They're like, hang on a minute. If that's what they're doing, then maybe communism's not so bad, you know? And then we're like, we did weird stuff, man. Like we, we tried to sell jazz to the world. We would sell, we would send these like jazz bands, like of a bunch of African-American people. And there might be a couple white people in their band. And we'd be like, see, (laughs) see, white and black people together. And we tried to sell jazz like that was like, who don't like jazz? And it was just, it was just like, man, that's pretty American. That's a pretty, you know, back then they were like, well, what are we going to do? How about we send one of those jazz bands? You know? And they were, I know they used Jackie Robinson. They said in the, they said they used Jackie Robinson as a, like as a successful African-American. He was a baseball player. And it was just, man, what a strange time in history. Yeah, I think that people will look back at where we currently are and COVID and then all the, just everything that's going on now. And people will be like, that was weird, man. What a weird time that was. But uh, I don't know. It's just people think, I think that people think that where we are now, you hear a lot of people say, this is the worst it's ever been. Man, you need to look back in history. You need to listen to some of the screwed up stuff that's happened, you know, in just world history, American history. Look back and tell me that this is the worst it's ever been. I think that with all the media that we're clobbered with now, we think that it's the worst that has ever been, but is it really? Is it really? Or are we just like exposed to like a hundred people talking at one time that don't got good manners? You know, I don't know. I'm kind of, I, I've thought before, like, this is crazy, man. The way the world, like the stuff going on in the world, this is wild. But then when you look, when you look back in history and you listen to things that happen in history or you read about things that, that happen in history, or if you're like me and you're like, somebody else read it to me, tell me a story about history, then you like realize you're like, dang, man, dang. Maybe we are. Maybe we're going to be all right. But uh, we are going to be all right. We all good, man. But uh, what else? Hey, don't you think it's kind of a... I'll leave you with this thought. It's a deep thought. Don't you think that it's kind of hypocritical for a policeman that is on a motorcycle to give out seatbelt tickets? You know? You know what I'm saying? But uh, but it was good talking to you guys. It was good to uh, do this. Uh, I'm glad that I got to do me a podcast today. But uh, if you want to hit me up, all my contact information is in the notes of the podcast. 
Um, I hope that everybody takes care of themselves. Take care of yourself. You hear? Um, and I'll talk to y'all guys soon. Mm-hmm.